Yo! I am baked like pot pies, homie! Episode 131, Whiskey Sick Podcast, all up in your ass. Hit him with that theme music. Podcast, we chilling, chilling, illing, illing, villain, villain, grilling, grilling. Fuck's up, fuck is going on. Sorry I left y'all without a dope podcast to step to. Got your boy Moody Hank, Seth Gecko, rocking with the quadruple champ once again. He's rolling with us again. We're up in the in the little studio. We actually doing it like old school when me and Whiskey first started this shit. Go back, y'all ever go back and listen to the to the classics? The first uh, uh, when when Whiskey was up on here. I'm gonna have to. I, I know I've been saying it. I've been saying it a while that you know uh, gotta get Whiskey up. If I'd, I'd hit him up right now, but I I know the motherfucker's busy. Uh, but go back to those early episodes, man. I was listening to some of the early raw, rugged, ruthless. Uh, Whiskey Sick podcast episodes, man. That that's where we were, we used to do the uh, podcast up in the little studio that I created and shit. And uh, that's where I've been rocking the last couple uh, episodes. So we chilling, we in the mothership. Uh, big show today. We gonna we gonna get into some shit today. We gonna get in. We gonna kick a little knowledge. I know some of y'all fucking oh fucking these fucking dumbasses. I know. I get it. Whatever. I'm I'm just I gotta do what I gotta do. Listen, I'm gonna. This is gonna be. Crypto Tuesday, yes. Your boy Moody Hank has dove headfirst from the Olympic high dive. Headfirst, Greg Luganis, triple gainers into the crypto world. Headfirst, Doji. They already call me the Doji Don. Dogecoin extraordinaire. Seth Gecko is how they introduce me now. So I'm, uh, we're going to get into some crypto today with the homie Bautista, uh, Ivanito, talk a little bit about Ivanito, he hit uh, Whiskey Sick, uh, extraordinaire podcast listener, he's into the heavy, into this uh, crypto game, can't hide how high I am right now, 
I'm fucking super. I'm, I'm talking to you like I, I'm like a, a smug person from from fucking Silicon Valley. I, my eyes are closed completely. I'm literally talking like I'm I'm, I'm visualizing something. I, I fuck I'm doing. I can't open my fucking eyes, homie. I can't open my fucking eyes. I've gone Stevie in this bitch. I'm so baked. I overdid it. But I was determined to get an early start. I got too high. I was like, man, maybe I'll just do this shit tomorrow. But then I said that yesterday. So here we are. A um, lot of fight talk to get into. It's, hey, listen. When I'm hitting, when I'm stroking off on the on the picks, on the golden picks, when I'm, when I'm busting willy-nilly with the golden picks, I'll let y'all know. So I'm going to let y'all know when I'm out here fucking uh, schlepdicking, half pump chump, half chub. Can't even get a half chub right now. I'm walking into the into the fucking orgy with a little fucking into the circle jerk, the little limp biscuit with the fucking limp biscuit. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been I've been off the last couple weeks. Uh, the Vittori versus Holland versus Kevin Holland uh, fight card. I went six and seven last week. Uh, I went five and five. And if it wasn't for the uh, picking the Jake Paul, uh, oh, we getting into Jake Paul and Ben Askren. We're gonna get into that. If it wasn't for picking that correct, I would have had a, a, a 500 weekend. But that, that Jake Paul, I picked Jake Paul via TKO round two. Fuck it, we might as well get into this shit right now. Round two, this motherfucker couldn't even get to round two. How the fuck you go out there, Ben? How the fuck you gonna go out there and look worse than Nate Robinson? How the fuck you gonna go out there... A, a, a combat sports athlete champion and look worse than an NBA player in a combat sport. What the fuck is going on here? Hey, yo, at least at least Nate Robinson came out swinging fucking bombs. This homie looked like he was in, in, in you know, self-checkout at Walmart. He came out fucking bombing. He said, fuck it, I'm going to catch him with one of these, these heat rocks, and if not, I'm going to sleep, and he went to sleep. But let's see, try. I think he actually landed something. Uh, he at least landed on, on, on Jake Paul's forearms or something. I mean, did, did this motherfucker even... Listen. Askren landed a nice little overhand right that was like getting hit by the quadruple champ right now. The triple champ's two and a half, not even two and a half years old. He's got more pop. He's got more, more sting on his punch right now than, than, than Ben Askren. He had a nice little slip inside and came over the top with the right hand like in the opening seconds of the fight. And you're like... Whoa. Not really. But you're like, okay, okay, maybe he can survive a little bit. Maybe he has some skin. How do you train? He, he has to have at least been training. I know he, he's a wrestler. Listen, I know he's a wrestler. I, I, I know all about his career. He, he was a legit champion. If he got you to the ground, it was a wrap. Done deal. Ben Askren, if he got you to the ground, it was a fucking wrap. The, the fights he struggled in, especially 1FC, he was in Bellator for a while. The fights he struggled in were where he couldn't get the fight to the ground, at least not right away. He has terrible striking. I don't understand how you could train, you know, boxing, kickboxing, whatever the fucking kung fu, kung pao, whatever the fuck this motherfucker be learning in the last, you know, at least over, you know, close to 15 years. He's got to be, you know, working on his striking. When you come out here with the... with, with, with with that shit, first of all, you looking, you looking like fucking Play-Doh, son. You coming out here looking like, like I can shape and mold you. I I I can do some uh uh, you know what what what's that fucking uh, 
Basquiat shit to you. I don't know what the fuck. You know, Banksy. I can do some Banksy. Banksy. Uh, 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 I can open my own fucking gallery off of you. Shape and mold this motherfucker. This dude's soft. He comes out looking soft. He comes in out weighing. So I'm like, damn, son. Damn, son. He's pushing 200 fucking pounds, man. He was fighting at 170. Remember that shit. He was fighting at 170. I mean, he came out there and he found the 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 fight the tiniest pinhead sized way to to look worse than Nate Robinson did against Jake Paul. Now I'll give him credit like this. At least the motherfucker got up. Nate Robinson, that motherfucker's still sleeping. Sleep number six, homie's comfy. Spring, you know, winter turning into spring. It's getting a little warm. He's nice and cozy where he's at. At least the motherfucker Ben Askren got up. I'll say that. But the people saying that it was stopped too soon are the dumb fucks who thought that Ben Askren was going to win the fucking fight to begin with. Homie was wobbling. Homie looked like your, your first time on rollerblades. Your first time on ice skates. You're holding on to the rail and shit. Your legs are all going split like Bambi and shit. you barely holding on. That's what he looked like. He was stumbling, bumbling. That, that, that referee took a good look in his eyes and said, that's it. It's a wrap. It's done. That right hand, there was no doubt about that right hand. The whole fucking glove. The whole fucking glove. Covered his fucking face. Like it mashed and conformed and covered his entire fucking face. He went down hard. Hard. He looked like sniper shots from the bell tower. Homie was just... He looked like a stunt... Like a stunt double uh, uh, Hollywood kill. That's what he looked like. He looked like he just got like... He was acting. That's how bad he got knocked the fuck out. It was bad. But at least he got up. His instincts were to get up. He got up. He got waved the fuck off. And he could at least pretend he still wanted some more. And it was a lucky punch. Whatever the fuck. I mean, the guy threw the same punch two times in a row. And, and saw that Ben Askren wasn't going to react to it at all. I mean, homie didn't even see these punches. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. He thought he was playing frisbee golf or some shit. Homie was... He, he didn't even see that right hand. That's the only thing you had to worry about. Come out. Keep that left hand. Your left hand. Your lead hand. Plaster it to your motherfucking head. That's what this dude, that's all this dude's got. He's got a nasty right hand. This motherfucker Jake Paul can throw a fucking overhand like a motherfucker. He's got power. He connects on you. He's going to knock you the fuck out. This is, this, these motherfuckers over here, uh, uh, just because he's a YouTube star, think they can't get knocked the fuck out. Anybody hits you like that. You're getting knocked the fuck out. Whether you're, you're at Sprouts, at the Olive Bar. Getting your little your, your little smorgasbord ready to go and shit. Somebody squares off on you and hits you with one of those. It doesn't matter. It's sleepy time. Drowsy. Oscar De La Hoya. Two weeks in a row we going on you. This motherfucker out here. Did you guys watch this shit? This was... Honestly, this was if the Whiskey Sick podcast was like commentating the fucking fight. I mean, these dudes, I'd expect more. It was a clusterfuck. Uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, I love the motherfucker. This shit, was, this was not the business, son. This was not the business. I loved when he did the commentary for the UFC when it was him and Uriah Faber. And he did the, the, the famous, that was Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley's uh, like debut kind of in the UFC. It was for the Contender Series and, and he won his fight and, and you know... 
Snoop went off, O'Malley, O'Malley, O'Malley. That shit was dope. I thought he, I, I actually enjoyed him doing the commentary. I thought it was cool. This shit was whack. This shit was so whack. Mo- maybe it wasn't even because of Snoop. I know Snoop was, you know, rambling and bambling on. I think it took me uh, half the night to realize Mario Lopez was in there at one point. I mean, this shit was just basically a ratchet, like, concert. I didn't know who any of these motherfuckers singing and dancing and shit were, but that was, that's what most of the show was. It was a fucking live concert. It was fucking wild. I mean, it was, it was I don't know. I think the, I only saw, like, three fights. I saw Frank Mir. Frank Mir looked all right. Frank Mir looked all right. He, 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 he didn't, he definitely showed himself well. I mean, he's not a boxer either, but he's a dude that, you know, was kind of, he had very, not very good, but he had solid stand-up. He won fights standing up, definitely. He has decent hands, for sure. And he could probably, if he had been, you know, working on him, if he was a little younger, he probably could have done something. He could have had, he could have had a couple good boxing matches in him. I mean, he fought a, a, a real pro. Uh, I th- think he came out of retirement, too, so um, that was a legit boxing match. Um... But this dude, Delahoya, God, put the fucking booger sugar down, homie. You ain't, you ain't 22 years old anymore, homie. You ain't 19 no more. You got to put, put that coke down, son. This dude was bouncing off the fucking walls. My God. It's like, it's like your homie when he, he's telling you about the first time he got laid, homie. I, this dude's fucking so excited and just fucking bouncing off the fucking walls. It was fucking crazy. I mean, the, you hear Dana White talking shit about Dana uh, about De La Hoya all the time about his coke habit and shit. He was right. Frank Mir was talking about it out the fight after the fight. I guess he watched the uh, his fight back and and heard the commentary and was like, "What the fuck? This guy's straight sounding like a an addict, a straight addict on this Triller shit. This Triller, I, I I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do with this. I don't know what they're trying to do with it. Uh, but." You know goddamn well uh, Oscar De La Hoya was doing some kind of uh, Food Network pilot after the show or some shit in his hotel room. You knew there was some fucking wild-ass shit. You know, this dude was was doing diners, dive-ins, and dash, whatever the fuck, in his room afterwards. You know, he was doing some kind of a pilot episode for some new Food Network uh, uh, ass-fucking shit that he's into. Lingerie, all up in the lingerie. You know, 15 minutes after that goddamn event that motherfucker was in his hotel room in that lingerie you know goddamn well he was homies out there in that 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 spring pastel colors the fucking canary yellows the baby blues the cream purples what is that i don't know you know what i'm talking about this motherfucker couldn't wait to get back to the hotel room that's why he was so excited during a, a fucking all these bullshit fucking fights he was talking about so, yeah, that was a shit show. Uh, listen, if you guys are going to, you know, they were talking about Tyron Woodley after. You know, they're talking about, you know, now give him a real fighter. Give him a real fighter. Listen. Listen, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, let me talk to you, my man. <laughs> I ain't going to say he'd lose to Jake Paul. I th- He's got a massive fucking right hand, too. And honestly, his last fight against Vicente Luque, he, he all but won that fucking fight in the first round. He was landing fucking bombs. He came out aggressive. He came out like old Woodley. He was just a little over-aggressive. He went from one extreme to the complete other when he fought Vicente Luque. But he hit Luque with a fucking bomb of a right hand. He still has that. And his is better than Jake Paul's. He can knock Jake Paul the fuck out. But he ain't a savvy boxer either. He ain't, he ain't a, a, a combination. Boxing is about combinations. 
MMA striking doesn't really work in boxing. Mostly MMA. You'll, you'll find, definitely, there's plenty of fighters who are combination strikers. Max Holloway's of the world, Calvin Cater's of the world, you know, these higher output fighters. There's, but they're, they're, the, they're the exception. Most, most fighters are one punch, one or two. That's it at most. Left hand, right hand, hook, you know, that's it. It's a, it's a much different pace. Boxers putting three, four, five punch combinations together way more often, way more uh, consistently than, than MMA fighters are. And so when you're looking at Tyron Woodley's, you know, just, just boxing style, you know, this one punch shit, that's easy to avoid. If you're good at managing distance... You're slipping outside every single time they throw, they throw something. They're not following up. You need to get to those second, second level, third level strikes, strikes three, four, five, six. You got to get to those. You got to set things up. I don't know. I don't know if, how. I think it'll be more competitive than people think if people are thinking that you know, he's going to go out there and, and, and smash uh, Jake Paul just like that. People are sleeping on this dude. They really are. He's got legit skills. I've, I've been telling y'all, he's got legit skills. Now, the real matchup, y'all know who the real matchup is. Jake Paul, you've been taking everything I work for, motherfucker. You know who the real money fight is. It's me. Not these other motherfuckers you done punked at the, already punked at the uh, press conference. It's me. I'm the, I'm the show. I'm, I'm the next obvious opponent for Jake Paul. Maybe he needs a, 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 another uh, can, another tomato can to get through to get his, his confidence up. But listen, if Tyron Woodley ain't, ain't going to get the nod, I'm there. I'm there. I'm all for making it a kickboxing, you know, MMA type thing. I, I'm all for that. I think I'd have a better shot than that, but I, I 100,000%. Ivanito, Whiskey Sick Podcast, listener extraordinaire with his vicious guard that he's been telling me about, could have a better showing than Ben Askren did against Jake Paul. Bautista, the motherfucker, uh, 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 fighter, poser extraordinaire. Motherfucker at, at, at Zumba class is talking about he was hitting the bags. This motherfucker is going to give you a better showing than Jake Paul did. I mean, than uh, Ben Askren did against Jake Paul. I mean, it, it, it's hard to fucking to look worse than that. I mean, that shit was, um, they asked him about it. He, first, here's another thing. Where the fuck are all the memes? Where the fuck are all the goddamn memes? I've been looking for days. I was on this shit. As soon as he got knocked off, first thing, Instagram. Let's go. Let's go. It's, it's been days. I've only seen one fucking uh, 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 Gwen Stefani remix that, oh, the boys hit the yard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it goes, you know, what I'm talk- you know what I'm talking You know what I'm talking about. That song that she does, Stomp, Stomp the Yard. Or so, I don't remember what it is. But that's the only one I've seen where it's in sync with... Uh, Askren hitting the floor and shit. That's the only, literally the only meme I've seen. And he came out on uh, on uh, Ariel Hawani yesterday and was talking about the fight. And, uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, you know, was it embarrassing? Do you regret doing this? Ariel was asking him, do you regret doing this? He said, no, of course not. He made $500,000. He made half a million dollars to get knocked out. And I don't even know, 30, 40? A minute? Did it last a minute? I don't even know. A minute to make half a million dollars? Why the fuck would he regret that? I'll get knocked the fuck out like that. You know? I'm, I'm sure he really thought in his mind that he could beat this fucking guy. Which is crazy. With just like two months getting off the, rolling off the couch, 
after hip surgery, this guy was going to go in here and do that shit. And then they asked him, uh, you know, was this more embarrassing than getting knocked out in five seconds, which was actually more like three seconds against Jorge Masvidal, and he said they were both equally as embarrassing. But the Masvidal fight was harder to take because obviously that was for something. That was for, uh, if he would have won that, if Ben Askren would have won that fight, uh, he would have had a title shot. And he could have, you know, who knows. But he was too far past his prime by the time he made it to the UFC. Yeah, if you only know Ben Askren from his time in the UFC, you don't know the real Ben Askren. Uh, he, was, he was, for a long time, the talk was GSP versus Ben Askren. That was a fight because they were the two best grapplers in the, in the game, MMA grapplers in the game. And so he said that they were both equally as embarrassing. And embarrassing is like the word. I mean, embarrassing. Usually it's, it's very hard to get embarrassed when you're competing in a combat sport because it, 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 it takes so much just to get in there. You know? It take, I mean, trust me. It takes a lot of, it takes nothing. Absolutely nothing to put on some shoulder pads and go play football. It takes nothing to put on a pair of little fucking, uh, 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 little Daisy Duke shorts and, and, and take your ass on to the basketball court. You know what I mean? It takes nothing to go play some baseball. That's nothing. It takes a whole shitload to go and step inside a cage with people watching you fight somebody, risking your fucking consciousness. So it's hard to be embarrassed knowing what it takes to just step in that bitch. But that shit was motherfucking embarrassing. Because he's a professional combat sports athlete. At least Nate, Nate Robinson was, was a basketball player. I'm done. That's all, I got. That's all I got for you. De La Hoya, get your shit together, son. Get in that 12-step fucking program, homie. You, you, I went from like, oh, I'm going to have a feel. I, felt, I just feel sorry for this dude now. He's somebody's crazy-ass fucking T.O. somewhere. He's the homie, the fucking wilding out at the fucking at the barbecue. He's somebody's fucking T.O. with a chanclas, a little carne asada plate, little tiny tortillas, the fucking uh, uh, especial in his fucking hand, faded up willy. He's somebody's T.O. So I felt, I felt sorry for him. I felt sad for him. Because go back and listen. Just watch the Jake Paul fight. Or, or the Frank Mir. I can't, I can't even remember. what, what The, the Askren fight was so, quickly, was so quick. I don't even remember who was even commentating that shit. They had people coming and going. Pete Davidson was in there at some point. I don't know what the fuck. But he was definitely on during the Frank Mir fight. He was kind of talking shit but not really talking shit about Frank Mir. And he was just bouncing off the motherfucking walls like a helium balloon. This motherfucker was going wild. Wild. Like, like he was being fisted right there. This dude needs to straight come out and do the commentary in his lingerie. He needs to come out. That's the next fucking step for this deal. He's going to get so fucked up one time. He's going to show up on set in his motherfucking lingerie, his fucking pumps, his stilettos. He's going to fuck up one time. We're going to catch him fucking slipping. We're going we gonna to dedicate the whole fucking show to you, De La Hoya. We got much more for your ass. All right. Fight talk. Let's get to the fight talk. Then, I'm gonna, then we're going to hop up into to Crypto Tuesdays. Crypto Tuesday. The Doji Don, the Diaper Dandy Doji Don. Quadruple D's. Quadruple D's, they calling me. Doji Don. Uh, what do we got? We got, we got UFC 261. UFC 261, man. Uh, we got Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. The rematch 
uh, when did they fight? Like last, almost a year ago, I want to say. Probably this time, maybe May of last year. Um, oh, we got we got uh, Bautista over here hitting hitting us up, <clears throat> talking some shit. I'm gonna let him know that the the, the mic is, is is fucking preheated. The mic is preheated, 450 degrees. The mic is scorching. The mic is fucking hot. Burn your motherfucking shit. Put him on notice. All right, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, man. This is a tough fucking fight. I went back and watched the first fight. Um, and I remember, I remember Jorge being dominated on the ground. For some reason, I remember him just being taken down at will and being held down for large stretches. I remember he won the first round. He was, he was, he was landing bombs. He was just missing bombs. He came out and just put everything he had into that first round, and, and it was fucking first round or bust. And then he, from there, he kind of just fought in spurts. If you get back, I was wrong. The real issue with Jorge Masvidal wasn't his takedown defense. For the first three rounds, he didn't get taken down and held down and controlled until there was one minute left in the third round. That was the first time he really got taken down. He got taken down briefly um, in like the second round or something like that, and he just popped right back up. But his takedown defense was stellar. I mean, up until basically that fourth round. In in the regular rounds, one through three, it it was on point. His problem was is he couldn't get off the cage. He couldn't get his back off the cage. Kamara Usman just basically tripoded on him, pressed him up the cage, against the cage, held him there, foot stomped the fuck out of him, and, 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 and thigh punched him. I know people talk shit about those foot stomps. Those motherfuckers hurt. When you get that heel onto the top of the foot, that shit hurts. And that shit, what that causes you to do is move your feet. And that's what the point is. Get you to move your feet, shuffle your feet, bring them closer together. Hopefully, so they can connect the hands behind you so they can change levels, so they can trip you off balance, so they can get you to the ground. It's actually a good tactic. It was just too much of it. Kamara Usman just wasn't very active in that. He wasn't, he wasn't taking very many risks in this fight. But Jorge's problem... Uh, let me just do... Asking me what's going on. The mic is hot. What, 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 what doesn't Miha understand about the mic is fucking scorching? Asking me when. Right now, motherfucker. It's right now. Jorge couldn't get off his... Uh, off, And that's probably because energy levels, his cardio. He was talking about how... He, I think he took it on like 10 days notice or something, the fight. And had to fly to Abu Dhabi. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. I mean, there's no way you're going to take a fight like that and not be, you know, within a couple days, you know, recovered. I mean, that shit takes a lot out of you. And then, you know, having to cut weight, he had to cut over 20 pounds, 23 pounds, I think it was. I've done 23 pounds in 10 days. One time, it was brutal. It was fucking brutal. I had nothing. It was, it was, it was I had nothing when the fight came. It, backstage warm-ups, I was gassed. And, I, and then I got terrified and I started getting anxiety and shit because I'm like, I'm already fucking tired just hitting the pads, warming up, man. Like, gassed. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Got smoked on in that first round, too. <laughs> Second, third round, I got that second wind. It was a little bit better. I had a brief moment in the first round. It was a tie fight. A brief moment where I had a tie, tight tie clinch. It was landing fucking knees left and right willy-nilly. They didn't do nothing. This motherfucker was like the Terminator and just started punching me over the top. But anyways, what I'm say saying is that that takes a lot out of you. Um, didn't have a full training camp. <clears throat> uh, against Diaz, that third round, it got stopped in, the, in between the third and the fourth round. I thought he was kind of slowing down a little bit. And that's why all the controversy came about, oh, Nate was about to come on. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I did see him slowing down, though. 
there was definitely a little bit of he was starting to starting to fatigue. But that's what happens when you're whooping somebody's ass for three rounds and you're just bombing on it. It's the Homer Simpson uh, effect. That Homer Simpson, you remember that episode? Boxcar Willie uh, circuit that he was on. Went and fought Dredrick Tatum because he would just let the boxcar Willies just punch themselves out on his face and then they, he'd just push them over. You get tired just whooping somebody's ass for three rounds. And that's what it looked like it was happening. Uh, but, you know, will his cardio be better? What, what happened is he, he, he put everything he had into the first round and then from there he had the fight in spurts and he just didn't have enough energy to fight those underhooks, turn Kamaru Usman against the cage, and, and, and separate. He, he, he spent three minutes, almost three minutes, against the cage in the third round with his back against the cage. That's time spent not doing anything, not doing anything offensively. The stand-up, <clears throat> the stand-up exchanges were, were all Masvidal, up until the fourth round. The fourth round, Kamaru Usman had his best round, that, especially on the feet. He started landing some long uh, left hands down the pipe, some lead, some, some lead hooks. That was also when Jorge Masvidal started gassing a little bit more, when it was like, okay, he's really, really done now. But he was basically, Jorge was basically just fighting in spurts from there. When he was, those times he was on his feet, he was switch stepping. His hand speed was way too much. His overall speed with his strikes was way too much for Usman. Usman was not even really reacting to the strikes. Because he wasn't seeing them, because they were so fast, especially in that first round. First round was all uh, Jorge. He was throwing hand and kick combination, following his hands with kicks, following his kicks with hands. He was looking crispy, doing the switch step. He does the switch step from both stances. Uh, switch step. What I like to do is the switch step. So when I switch step, I like to throw what was the lead hand turns into the power hand. I like to throw that hand. It becomes like a, 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 a power hand. You're like switch stepping into a, a cross. He likes to switch step and throw the lead hook. So now the, the, the rear hand now becomes the lead hand, and he likes to throw that as a hook. That's actually harder. I, I can't throw that nearly as well as I can throw the, the switch step cross. He throws the switch step lead hook off of it, and then he gets – and that's basically how he enters the pocket, and he uses that to throw kicks behind or, or you know finish with more combinations. That's how he knocked Darren Till out, that switch step combination. I think he went from – yeah, from orthodox. He switch stepped into a lead right hook. But he'll he'll go, he'll be in southpaw southpaw and switch step into a lead left hook. He can do it either way. There's a, a a video of him showing that to Jake Paul, teaching him that move, how he comes running up and then he switch steps and, and, and throws it. And he does it off of like walking you down. As he's walking you down, he just kind of shuffles his feet, so it kind of gives you this like uh, misdirection. And then he throws it. It's fucking sneaky as shit. He throws it all the time. He mixes it in with his regular strikes. It's it's fucking nasty. Um, his hand speed was just too much, man. If he can just maintain distance and keep this standing, he, he, he can win this fight. But then again, if, if Usman can push him up against the cage, if the cardio really, you know, if that's just Jorge's cardio is just not that great, then, then, then Kamaru Usman's just going to rinse and repeat, just do the same thing, push him against the cage, eventually sometime drag him to the ground. But he's got to be way more aggressive. Usman's got to be way more aggressive when he gets on top. And in the clinch, he's got he's to do more damage. He's got to beat Jorge up. He's got to beat him up. He's got to make a statement with this, time, this time around. I, I would love to see Jorge win this fight. I love Usman. Y'all know once he, he broke Kobe uh, Covington's jaw, as a mark, I was a stand from that point on. I said I would never pick against him. I'm going Walter Frey on him. I'm going complete Walter Frey on this motherfucker. I, 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 I think I'm going to pick Jorge Masvidal, even though I said I would never pick against him because I have a rooting interest 
in a trilogy. This would be a fucking dope trilogy if Jorge can win this fight, you know, a competitive fight, and win it, you know, finish him somehow, some way. I mean, this would be crazy. It would it would set up a huge trilogy fight, bigger than bigger than to me, competitive wise, skill wise, way bigger than Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz could be. Bigger than Conor McGregor versus Poirier, to me. If Jorge comes out here and beats Usman, I, I want to see that trilogy more than I want to see the Poirier-Conor McGregor trilogy. Easy. Because I know how the, the Conor McGregor-Poirier trilogy is going to end. TKO. Dustin Poirier. Like I stuck what I should have stuck with all of last year, I kept telling y'all. I ain't, I ain't budging this time. McGregor ain't going to suddenly have an answer for those calf kicks. And the little videos I've been seeing of him, you know, practicing his checks, he ain't doing it right. He's still not doing it right. But to me, I, if, if Masvidal can win this fight, I want to see that trilogy more. Th- those, those, those dudes are, are... There's two people to me in the welterweight division right now that can beat him. That can beat Kamaru Usman. That's, that's Jorge Masvidal and that's Wonderboy Thompson. Both of them. Uh, both good takedown defense, hard to take down. Uh, people are sleeping on, on on Jorge's grappling. Jorge's a very good grappler. Great jiu-jitsu. Trained with Yoel, he trains with Yoel Romero. The motherfucker beat Kale Sanderson twice in wrestling. His wrestling is very good. Go back and watch that fight, you, especially in the early. Before he got super gassed and he started getting taken down in the fourth round and the fifth round. Uh, but, you know, he just didn't have energy to get his back off the cage. If he can, if he can stay off the fucking cage, or when he gets pressed up against the cage, fight and get off the cage more consistently, he can definitely win this fight because he was way ahead most of the night with the, with the exchanges. Um, okay. Batista's ready. This dude's fired up. So that's the pick. Here's the pick. It's got to be early. It's got to be early. The later the fight goes, it's going to be all Usman. It's going to be all Usman because he's going to wear him down. He's going to take him down, and he's, 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 you know, he's going to grind him out. I don't see if this, finish, if this fight is finished, it's going to be Kamaru Usman being finished. It's going to be Jorge Masvidal winning. That's the only finish I see happening. I'll go TKO round two, Jorge Masvidal. Wei Li Zhang versus uh, uh, Rose Nama Yunus. Banger alert. Banger alert. The greatest women's fight of all time. Wei Li Zhang versus Joanna Zhang Zhejic. Um Yes, that was the fight where uh, homegirl uh, Joanna came out looking like the, uh, uh, the patient on the season finale of Dr. Pimple Popper. I um, mean, she came out looking like uh, she had a shellfish allergy at, 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 at uh, Red Lobster. Ordering the Admiral's Feast or some shit. She was fucked up in the game. Her head, she had, you remember Total Recall? Remember that movie Total Recall back in the day with Arnold Schwarzenegger? She had that little baby that was growing out of that, that dude's stomach. She got that little baby growing out of her fucking forehead. And here's the thing. I'd still smashed. I would have still smashed. I don't give a fuck you looking like Frankenstein, girl. We still smashing. We still knocking boots. It's Okay. Homegirl, homegirl couldn't get into the club after. Remember, she was having trouble. Uh, they didn't believe her ID. She didn't look nothing like her own ID. They wouldn't let her into the club, her own after party. She was that fucked up in the game. Greatest women's fight of all time. Title fight or no title fight. That shit was dope. Weiling Zhang is a little monster. She throws uh, uh, punches and bunches. Doesn't stop throwing crazy cardio, crazy conditioning. Strong for, for, for such a small girl. Excellent wrestling. Yo, simmer down, dude. 
Calm down, son. Uh, excellent wrestling, grappling. Uh, didn't get to see it in the Yoana fight, but she she has it. It's in her back pocket. She she's gonna need it if she's gonna fight Rose Namajunas. I would I would definitely uh, implement the clinch. I would definitely implement some some takedowns. Make Rose fight. Rose fades in fights. Rose Rose fades. You, you saw in her last fight against uh, Andrade, the second fight. Uh, she was faded in the third round. She got beat the fuck up in that third round. She was lucky she got off to a 2-0 lead because that third round, if there was a fourth, that she would have been in all kinds of trouble. Uh, Andrade was in there. If she came out with a whole different style, talk about her in a second, uh, bobbing and weaving like Tyson and shit and, and just unleashing the hooks. Um, Rose was getting caught. She doesn't. She, she's good at staying on the outside and working on the outside, uh, but she doesn't counter very well. She, Andrade had no problem getting inside of her. Much shorter fighter had no problem getting on, inside of on, on her uh, and landing big bombs. Uh, so Wei Li Zhang, she's got she's faster. Her pants, uh, her pants, her her uh, her striking, her hands are uh, straighter punches, tighter punches than than uh, Jessica Andrade. She can push a pace. I, man, listen, uh, Rose Namajunas, she definitely can win this fight. Keeping her on the outside, clip her with something just like she did with Joanna. Uh, she's got a nasty jab. She's got a nasty, like, crooked jab that she throws off the jab, which is kind of in between a hook and a jab. Um, you know, she's not a whole, she's not really high output, but she's, you know, not a combination striker. She's good. She's very good. Uh, on the, she's been dominated on the ground, though. That's the problem in her, in her career. She's been dominated, taken down, and dominated on the ground, held down. Uh, that's how she lost the Ultimate Fighter season finale to uh, to Sparza, I think it was. Uh, I'm gonna take Wei Li Zhang. I just think you know early on it's gonna be uh, choppy waters for her because Rose is a motherfucker for three rounds, four and five. I think that's gonna go to Wei Li Zhang. Um, I think she can get a decision. This is gonna be close, man. Very close fight. I got Wei Li Zhang. Valentina Shevchenko versus Andrade. I was telling you she she changed her style uh, recently. Hands are low. She's coming in with a lot of head movement, bobbing and weaving like a like like a Mike Tyson, like a tiny ass Mike Tyson. Uh, throws bombs, haymakers. Could she hurt Valentina? Yeah, if she connected. Will she? No. Valentina's going to beat that motherfucking ass. This is an ass whooping. This is going to be like Megan Anderson versus Nunez type of ass whooping. Uh, the only problem with Valentina Shevchenko, she gets out to a slow start sometimes, and she's too passive. She relies too much on uh, counter-striking. And her, a lot of her offense is predicated on what her opponent is doing. And so that's been the knock against her. Go back and watch the Carmouche fight, the Liz Carmouche fight. That you know, Liz got kicked out of the UFC after that fight because it was so boring. But it wasn't her fault. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko just re refused to come forward herself. You know, and it's kind of like you know back in the day fighting Anderson Silva when you fought, saw Patrick Cote fight Anderson Silva. He said, "Fuck you, I ain't going forward." He would literally stop and stand there and wave, you know, Anderson Silva forward. Said, "I'm not going to play into your game. This game is, you know." you know, eliciting the, the other guy to come forward so that he can counter you on your way in. And and that's what Valentina's style is. She's got to go forward. She's got to make a statement with this shit. she got to finish Jessica Andrade. Uh, I mean, that's the last contender in that fucking, in, in, in that weight class. She's going to have to fight Nunez after Nunez gets done beating the dog shit out uh, of, uh, who just got that fight? Um, Pena, Jessica Pena. Fucking that shit's going to. Chris Weidman, so give me Shevchenko, give me TKO round two. Chris Weidman, Uriah Hall, these guys fought like over 10 years ago on the regional circuit. Chris Weidman, asked, he was a motherfucker back in the day. He won TKO round one, beat Uriah Hall. Remember Uriah Hall and the Ultimate Fighter, They were uh, Dana was calling him the next uh, Anderson Silva. 
Then he got beat by Kelvin Gastelum in the finals, in the finale of the show. Uh, you know, Uriah Hall should win this fight. Chris Weidman is, uh, uh, to say Chris Weidman is a shell of himself is to say uh, Ben Askren is a bad boxer. It's a complete understatement. Uh, Askren is a terrible fucking boxer, and, and Chris Weidman is a, a fucking complete shell of himself. He ain't shit. His hands are, are terrible now. He's, he's got lazy takedowns, and that's basically it. If Uriah Hall can stay on his fucking feet, and he can be aggressive. He has the same issue. He's just not aggressive enough. His whole, the only opponent he's ever lost to in his career is passivity. He just cannot let his hands go sometimes. I'm going to take Uriah Hall, and he should win this by TKO. Round two. We're going round two. Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute. This is a banger. This is a fucking banger, homies. Don't miss this one to open up the main card. Uh, Jimmy Crute's a motherfucker. Uh, I'm still kind of out on his striking. I know he's you know had had a big TKO in his last fight. He's got a big right hand. So does Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith throws you know um, you know switches stances. Uh, big right hand himself. Both are like one punch strikers. They're both good on the ground. Decent wrestling. Good good jujitsu. I mean they're they're almost identical in skill sets. Um, I'm gonna go Jimmy Crute. I, I Crute. I just don't trust Anthony Smith. Um, I know he's coming off of a, a nice win against Devin, uh, Devin Clark with a triangle choke. Jimmy Crute's coming off of a, uh, a KO, like one-punch KO of uh, uh, Modestus Bukakis, Buskaskis or something. Uh, I'm going to take Jimmy Crute. I'm going to take Jimmy Crute. I'm going to say decision. Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira versus Randy Brown. Damn. Uh, you never know what Oliveira you're going to get. He's a tough motherfucker to bet on. Give me Randy Brown. Uh... TKO, round three. Dwight Grant versus Stefan uh, Sakulik. I don't know much about Sakulik. I saw a fight here or there. Give me Dwight Grant. He's just a wild, crazy-ass, like Darren Brunson style, like just throw haymakers. Brendan Allen versus Carl, Carl Roberson. This might be the best fight on the undercard. Brendan Allen's a motherfucker. He got his ass tooled in his last fight against Sean Strickland because he decided he wanted to be a stand-up fighter instead of uh, use his grappling and wrestling. He's a fucking monster with. Carl Roberson's a big-time kickboxer. Lots of power. Uh, Brendan Allen's Get him to the ground and dominate him. If not, Carl Roberson's gonna knock him the fuck out. Give me Brendan Allen TKO round two. Tristan Connolly, uh, he fought Michelle Pijera, uh, in, in that that wild ass motherfucker that does Cirque du Soleil shit in the cage. He fought that motherfucker and beat him. Took him down and beat him. Was beating the dog shit out of him in the third round. That was Pierre's uh, uh, UFC debut. He's fighting this dude named Pat Sabatini. I can't find shit on this guy. He's a, a really good wrestler, highly touted dude. I'll go him. Just because, you know, when you got a wrestler like this guy supposedly is and grappler like this, there's a lot of videos of him grappling, doing grappling tournaments and shit. Uh, he should be able to at least control the fight and win on the decision. So I'll go Pat Zabatini uh, going uh, decision. Dana Bagarial versus Kevin Natividad. Give me Dana Bagarial. Give me a decision. Rodrigo Vargas versus Zhu uh, Rong. Zhu Rong. Give me Zhu Rong. Uh, decision. Jeff Molina versus Kaling or Ori. Ori. He's a, I think he's a Japanese fighter. Uh, give me that guy. This is going to be a good fight. Jeff Molina is a tough little dude, too. He throws good combinations. Uh, that would be a nice little fight. And Ariane uh, Carnalosi versus Na Liang. Give me Na Liang. There you got it. The whole, whole uh, decision on Na Liang. The whole card. That's how we're doing it. We're doing the whole card. You got all the picks. Yep. It's been rough lately. That's uh, third. What do we got? We're on 
13 fights on this card. Just went down a little bit. Uh, we lost a fight. All right. So that's it. That's what I got. Uh, we're going to hit up uh, Bautista right now. We're going to get up into the... Let me save this shit before I lose it all. There was the infamous episode where me and Whiskey did a whole show. And then uh, when I tried to save it, it like erased or some shit. And we lost the whole show. The lost episode. I still say it was the greatest episode in, in podcasting history. Smithsonian level. Uh, the people will never know because... Uh, it was stolen from us, and it's out in the ether somewhere, in some reality, in some dimension. The greatest podcast ever recorded is floating around out there. I think it was like Whiskey Sick podcast number like three or something like that. It was early on. I have a, I have, you know what? I'm, I might drop. We had a, a pilot. We did like two, one or two pilot episodes before we ever did a real episode. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we just hit the four year mark. Yeah, we just hit the four year mark. We're, we're about to. This week, yeah. So it was April of 2017. Me and Whiskey sat down and did the first couple uh, pilots for the uh, for the show, and then we and then we unleashed hell in like May. I think May of 2017 was the first episode of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. So we hitting four years, motherfucker, going hard. You see all these motherfuckers hopping up into this podcast game uh, uh, recently. Now we the OGs of this shit. We were on internet radio before that doing shows, uh, uh, killing motherfuckers, slaying motherfuckers. We've been doing this since 2011. We've been on the fucking hot mic, the hottest mic. So these Johnny-come-lately podcasters, uh, they ain't got shit on us, man. We, we fucking savvy veterans, just like I am with the doji game, with the crypto game. Ain't dipping my motherfucking toe in and swirling it around. I, I, I'm... Greg Luganis off the high dive head first, motherfuckers. Let me hit this dude up and see what's going on. I'm going to take a piss first and we can get in this. Maybe I'm going to go smoke a bowl, too. Yeah, okay. Oh, man, okay, I wasn't even recording any of that shit. I just now started recording. God damn it. Mm, okay. Anyways, go. We're, we're on. We're now, now the mic is fucking scorching hot, 450 degrees, preheated. Uh, and, okay, so now I have to inform you that today's 420. So yeah, I had no idea, actually. I just, I do this yeah. 420 shit every day, Miha. I understand that. We and, bake like uh, dino and bites. Were, and then you brought up uh, that uh, you're getting heavy into the crypto game. Heavy the into the crypto. Diaper dandy dawn uh, of crypto. Yeah, say so, that Say that one more uh, time. Say it with me. Yeah. Diaper dandy doji dawn. It's the alliteration <laughs> that makes it. We, I, I, was telling the, I was telling the listener, I was saying, hey, I didn't just dip my baby toe in this bitch. I Greg Luganist off the fucking Olympic high dive head first triple gainer in this bitch. Dove right in. Okay, okay. you may want to put your disclosure out there. This ain't uh, investor information or investor uh, advice. You're just uh, a dude on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dude who's been, who's been dappling. In, in, in Doji for about four days. And, and what do you got? What, what kind of coins you got? Don't give me the don't give me the numbers. Just give me the names. Well, I got Doji. I got I got Dogecoin, and uh, well, I was gonna get into the I was gonna get into that Zalika, um, but you, you're over here talking shit. I got it's up again now. It's 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 one of the ones that are up right now. Doji's down. Zalika's up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you know, um, for, let, let's let's start this off for people who don't know about crypto. Can you can you explain crypto in in a layman's term? How this shit works? Do you yeah, do you have it? Very layman's. 
Uh, I've been as, as much as you know, I know it's like fucking real complicated <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah, just, I mean, okay, so I've been, I've been investing four years in crypto. Uh, I mean, I haven't made a lot of money, but I've, I've um, gradually, gradually increased my positions. Uh, you know, I'm in the tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so how does and, how does it how does how does it work? Like how do they how do these little internet well, coins have value? It's a, cur- it's a currency. It's a new currency, and the currency gains value. And you know, if you got in at, in the early days, you know, let's say if you put a hundred bucks in crypto, uh, excuse me, okay, in let's Bitcoin. Put it this way. Let's say let's say you put a hundred dollars. Let's let's do it in, in in current terms in Doji in September. Let's say you put one hundred dollars in in Doji in September. At, it was a point zero zero two. So not even a cent, not even a cent. No, not even close to a cent, below half a cent. Today, that's worth over $10,000, 100 bucks. So, um, but how does it work that? Who, who, who takes that coin? Like, how could, how could that, that, you know, how, how digital currency and it goes up because you have buy-ins. It's just like stock. You buy in, you know, the, the cap rate goes higher and. The more people that get on board, the higher the cost gets. The more uh, it, supply and demand. It's supply and demand. It's like buying a pair of Jordans. But where can you buy something with Dogecoin? So how does it have any value if you can't oh, buy? Oh, okay. So yeah. So that's so that's the trick. That's what's making it better and better. Is now that you can go to places on the internet and actually purchase things with the coin. It's only the people that allow you to do that. The only only the retailers that allow you. But to I thought that was only really? Bitcoin that people accept, like Amazon. No, no, Amazon accepts bidding. No. Well, there's a lot of places now. Like, okay, so for example, let's just do it simple. Uh, you can buy a Tesla now with Dogecoin. You can buy a Mavericks, Mavericks uh, game tickets with Dogecoin. You know what else I can do? I can say, hey, I owe you $10. I'm going to pay you with Dogecoin. Uh, interaction with, between people. And the, the good thing about Doge, or the interesting thing, I would say, the interesting thing about Dogecoin it's the young people, right? The the 15, 16, 17, all the way to like 30s. They can invest. All the young people are Some... adopting it. And so if those people say, hey, we're going to use Dogecoin, guess what everyone else has to do? They all have to use Dogecoin too. And I'm talking about corporations. Hey, all these people, this group of Gen Z and Gen whatever are, um... shit, man, what's that echo, bro? I don't, I don't got nothing. I got a nasty echo. But anyway, my, my point is, oh, I see what it is. I'm listening to the war room and talking to you at the same time. Turn that thing. shit off, man. That shit's just propaganda. Me, war out. room, baby. War room. Hey, um, but, uh, yeah, if, if young people say, hey, we're using this to, for all our transactions, well, PayPal and Amazon and all, everyone better get on it, too, because and, that's the future. And what's good about, about cryptocurrency is that the government can't fuck with it. They're starting to. They're They're trying to, to, right? Because they can't manipulate it. They can't, they can't, they have no, and that's why cryptocurrency started in the first place. Because basically, we've ruined our fucking petrodollar. We've ruined it completely by the way we print fucking money and giving it it to the fucking banks to give to us. They they hate it. They hate it because individuals can make a lot of money instead of it going where? And they don't get it. And they can't get it. They can't tax it or anything. Well, here's the thing, though. See, when I first got in, it was untouchable. It was not even traceable. When I got in, any money that I made, I didn't have to tell anybody about it. It was just my money. But now uh, the government is like, for example, Binance, right? Uh, you have Binance. You have U.S. Binance, right? Yeah. 
Well, it used to Which is actually pretty pretty high, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm talking about the platform itself. You, you oh. have Binance. Because they yeah, have their own have coin, the too, don't they? I have that, yeah. I have. I got in at 5 bucks on that. Um, and now I think it's over $500. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, my point was, when I first got in on that, it was untraceable. Now they changed it to U.S. finance. Why? Because the U.S. government said, hey, you can't make money without us getting a piece of it. So now my, uh, yours and my Binance accounts are traceable. And we have to, technically we have to report the taxes on it. Do you know that? No. Yeah, U.S. So so the government has tracking on on Binance U.S. That's why they made Binance U.S. It used to just be Binance when I first got it. They don't even do that and shit for no stocks, really. Those motherfuckers can trade willy nilly and do whatever the fuck they want. I I um I report my stocks every year, but uh, I can easily get away with not. <laughs> I can not yeah, who's going to fucking itemize you? Who's going to come in and fucking gives a fuck about you? Right, right, right. I can, I cannot, I, I, I mean, I don't even know if all, I, I'm pretty sure, I haven't reported any crypto ever. No. Um, no, what, you imagine, so you had, you had Biddy back in the day, huh? Yeah, dude, I had it when it was $3,000. I had two of them, and I sold them for pennies, pennies, bro. And I what mean, would I it be had, worth I, now? I had them at, I what? had them at 3000 and I probably sold them like at forty five hundred bucks each, so I thought I was making a killing. And now, uh, one bitty went up to sixty four thousand dollars. Sixty four grand. A couple of days ago, yeah. Now it's like down what to fifty four or something. Let's see. I have right now fifty five. Fifty five, yeah. Oh, you got the live ticker up, huh? Oh, oh, 24-7, me, huh? What's the next move? How, what would you suggest somebody like myself? Dip in their fucking toe into the crypto game that doesn't know shit. What, is it is the best well, one right now? Fin- Doji. I'm not a financial advisor. Neither. Well, I'm, I'm just saying a, nobody's I mean, telling you to. You ain't putting a gun to their motherfucking head. Well, maybe I am, but you know. Anyway, um, but uh, let's see. What, what would I advise? What would I tell someone that's new to get into? Say somebody, somebody come to you like I did. Hey, I want to get into this crypto game. What's going on with this crypto game? Well, I just told both my kids to. To open accounts, and I told them to buy as much Dogecoin as they can. Right, so I mean, you know, that's, that's what I told my kids. I said, "Hey, get on, start an account. I'll start. I'll start giving you money, you know, money every week, and you invest your money. And I want you to have, you know, because let's say, you know, my daughter's twelve. By the time she's eighteen, man, that Doge should be. If she keeps putting Doge, well, that's the, that's the thing. Like kids with like high school jobs and shit, they, they could just invest yeah. their shit in this, man. They got nothing else to Absolutely. pay for. Absolutely. I mean, so by the time your kids are 18, uh, their their net worth is beyond anything you can ever dream of, you know what I mean? They pay for their own motherfucking college. Yeah, yeah, they take care of you. So I'm up, uh, uh, my initial investment, uh, uh, you know, I'm fluctuating, but I've almost at times doubled it. Good. And And just in less than a week. You know what the lesson that I've learned, you know what the lesson I've learned on, on, on trading crypto? Is like when you put in your initial investment, that's, and then it, let's say it goes down. Let's say it goes down, right? Let's say you put in and it goes down 50%. You're down 50%. My mistake was being upset that I was down and not buying more when it went low. Yeah. The human like Doji the other day. Should have bought more. I should have bought more when it went down to 21. Exactly. The, the human tendency is so ridiculous. When we see our money go down, we get scared. We either want to pull it out or we don't want to put any more in, right? But when it goes up, what do we do? 
We want to put more. Oh, it's going up. We want to put more in. So we'd rather pay for the higher price, but yet not buy one. Because we think that's a guarantee that it's going to keep going up. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. There's no guarantee. But the the key to this working is to accumulate as many coins as possible because later those coins, forget about what the price is right now. Later on, you know, we're talking... I'm I'm gonna start doing little little smorgageboard buys, little little twenty bucks here, twenty bucks there, twenty on Zalikas, twenty on light, twenty on Biddy. There you go. That, that's perfect. Like every that's month, perfect. just keep adding twenty bucks to each one. That's that's how people get rich, right there. Compounding their uh, their, their their gains over time, over long periods of time. What should I fuck with how next? You, how you go broke is trading every day pulling yeah. it in pulling it out like, that's ridiculous trying to anticipate what's going to happen there's no way you could anticipate what's going to happen no yeah exactly, exactly. so what do I do you, next you ask me uh, get in next yeah <clears throat> I like I like what you said um, a little bit of this a little bit of that a like Litecoin and you know Bitcoin or whatever I mean don't forget yeah Bitcoin is, is $60,000 or whatever but you know if it ever everyone that I've ever listened to says it's going to a million maybe saying it's going to a million five years ago so now it's at 60 or whatever i mean that's a the indications are this thing's going up so if you own five thousand dollars of bitcoin and it's a million dollars i mean that's like you know you're what is that a hundred thousand or something or what, i don't know what that is maybe fifty thousand if you own ten thousand that's a hundred thousand i i don't know i have to do the math but it's a lot of money still it's still a lot of money so if you spread your money around in all these, I like XLM. I have, you know, the Stellar. Um, I, I was looking at the Zill. Uh, I like the Zill. I like how it's cheap. Why not? Super cheap. Hundred bucks every month. Well, this dude, uh, the my advisor, my my crypto advisor that I was telling you about, I'm already where as we're building my portfolio, his name's Ivanito. Uh, uh, podcast listener, he was saying some shit about uh, what is it from Singapore or some shit, and they're trying to adopt it as a national <laughs> currency or something. This is a Lika. Oh man, that has to be worth something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. So he's talking about yeah, you know I'm, hop in, hop in I, now I, I, while it's you know se- what what seven sixteen cents. It was down to like eleven ten cents just yesterday. You know what? When you told me about it, I looked it up on Binance. It didn't come up as a uh, available. Um, so I so I went to uh, I went to, I have another account on Coinbase. Oh, I got it on Binance. Coinbase. I got it on my front page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's eighteen cents right now. Can you buy it though? Oh, can you buy it though? Um, yeah, it says buy. It says buy. You got the buy option. Okay, it's up to eighteen now. It's up to eighteen cents. Yeah, it's the one that's. Yeah, it's bombing, dude. I mean, it's it's volatile, Miha. It's volatile. You don't know what's going to happen. This is flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. So are you gonna get in? That's the. I mean. Yeah, drop, I'm gonna get drop, in. Drop a, drop a couple hundred bucks. Put yeah. your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I'll probably put. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably put. I'll probably. You know, I'll, I'll see. I'm gonna watch it, and if it drops, you know, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop in. I'm gonna hop in. But hey, but 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 for real though, these government officials don't like this stuff, man. They they. This is their money. We're playing with their money. Our money is their money. So, when you play with their money, they start to. Place those regulations on. I mean, look what China's doing. China's, you know, what China came out and did. They said, "Hey, no Bitcoin here. We're gonna make our own coin. You have to use our coin." Their own crypto. Yep. CCP came out and just said that. Be smart to invest in that. Would it be? I don't I mean. I don't know. I mean. I mean. 
They're regulating it completely. They, the, the, the CCP will be in full Well, you know they're going to take over. The, you know they're planning to take over the, the economic world by 2049. Yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah. I was reading uh, a little bit about that. Uh, the CCP, they engage in war without any physical confrontation. That's their uh, whole ideology. That's interesting. Or like Twitter beefs? Well, no, just their whole concept of, of engaging us. Um, I guess political war, you know, all of that, like power war, power war without ever lifting uh, a gun or loading a gun or, or, you know what I mean? It's not about... Well, that, that's uh, why they're spending killing. so much infrastructure, it, it's so, building so much infrastructure uh, basically all over the world right now. Yeah, while we're, while we're investing over, in bombs and, and, and bombing right. Syria and shit, they're investing in infrastructure and other, and other it, uh, countries. It, and they're doing it pro bono so that, you know, in the future they, you know, they run those places, you know, proxy run those places. And it's interesting because it just shows, even though they're a communist nation, how much more advanced they are, really, in... Because they're not obsessed with their just, imperialism and, and, and fucking... Killing people <laughs> right now. And identity politics. And maybe? identity maybe politics. Public? Well, it's they got a lot. They got their own fucking problems. I'm not sitting here saying that you know we should live in fucking China, but they got some things may, better than us. Yeah. At least they got things they, right. Okay. And they may have their own problems, but it doesn't give us the right to sit in Congress and argue about gender uh, no. puberty blockers and uh, no. and you know, I mean waste time like that. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous the things that we argue about. Um, and nobody has health care in the middle of a pandemic, meanwhile. Yeah. Hey, that was very interesting, that um, that party you sent me regarding... Uh, the CARES the, Act? The, the CARES Act. Yes, wow, what did you I learn? Was... So I sent you I sent you a heat rock, a meteor shower, homie. What I, I sent you uh, Dylan Radigan and, and Jimmy Dore? Yeah, yeah. What did you take away? Um, I didn't, well, what I took away was the ridiculous underspending on American people yep. as opposed to what they're spending on corporate America and where the money's really going. In other countries, wow. Crazy. Australia, I mean, Australia takes care of their people. New Zealand, of course, yeah, socialist and, country. And, what, and how, did, how, does the, how does the media spin it? They spin it as if they brought us out of poverty. They, they, they did something great. They gave it, us a $1,200 check. They, they made it sound like it was... Uh, uh, how, how dare Nancy Pelosi, $110 million... Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Say we have a meaningful, a meaningful twelve hundred dollar check for everybody. Yeah. And when they and ask what's stupid. happened, she says, "Calm down. We're gonna have health care. No, we're not. We still yeah. don't have it." And that was that was back in this, you know, June or July when they asked her. Yeah. And and she said, yeah, "Calm was... down. By August, we'll have we'll have health care. Calm down. Well, she can calm you know, down because she's she's not the one without health care in the middle of a fucking pandemic." I, I took away two things from that. Um, the the fact that uh, the U.S. didn't take care of its own citizens. I, I, and I it instead made a, a conscious effort not to take care of us. And instead, who did they do? Corporations. They bought. They bailed the them big, out completely. The big, yeah. You didn't the even know guys, about this, yeah. did you? I I knew that corporates always get the tax break. The the airlines and all and all the stock market. They're going to get taken care of. I, I I knew about all that. I just didn't realize on um, the scale and also the uh, the amount that the the people, the small people, how 
swept under the carpet they are, man. It's just unbelievable. Well, I mean, look, what they literally did is bailed out companies who ended up laying people off anyways. They told people they couldn't go and open their own businesses and go to work. And did they get into where he's basically saying they don't want to provide you with income? They, listen, they, they tell you, they take away your income, your basic right to earn a fucking living. Your, your, your health care is attached to that fucking work. So now you don't have a job or income. They don't give you any fucking help. You can't pay your fucking bills. They're not even saying, you know, stop collection on, on paying rent, on, on mortgage, on your, on your lease, on your property for your business. So that they can come by once you foreclose on those those uh, those businesses and buy those businesses, so it's the greatest. Just like they did in two thousand eight with the housing shit, they they wanted these people to foreclose on their houses so they could come in and buy those houses, literally buy their houses at these cheap, low costs, and then you know resell them as property. They go, yeah, basically they're flipping. They're just flipping debt is what they're and doing. And they're doing that with, 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 with small businesses, with middle America mm-hmm. businesses, basically. With, with, and, and single family homes and, and, yeah, exactly. Any kind of asset, and, actually. Did Jimmy say the famous words? Greatest upward transfer of wealth in history. Yeah. And you know what? He went he was going off, dude. I, I've never seen that dude that mad. Oh, he gets like that all the time. He gets like that all the time, with that, especially with the CARES Act. But... But the other takeaway I got was how I was very impressed in how so many other countries actually have the yep. wherewithal to, to take care of their own people. They're way ahead of us. I mean, Miha, oh, we're the only man, people without incredible. a national health care. We're the only people without a basic right to health care. Literally. Yeah, I, Listen, they, they we're, we're, we're over in, in Israel right now, you know, aiding them and giving them yeah. shit tons of aid to to do what they're doing to the Palestinians and they even have basic they they have free health care and we don't that's how crazy I, I saw, it is i saw the interview with the lady from uh, the young lady from australia who said they they haven't been, she goes we've been good they've been giving me $2000 every month yep. i can't believe the richest country in a, in the yep. world only gave twelve hundred dollars for the entire year. Yeah, was that on that podcast? Yeah, yeah, and they just raised. I think maybe it was New Zealand or Australia. I can't remember. Raised their minimum wage to twenty dollars. Yeah, and sometimes I get into my bubble. I get it. You know, I I do see the small people out there that are are really struggling. I'm I'm a small person too. I mean, I just you know, I'm thank God I'm you know I'm fed. I you know I don't have to worry about too much. But um, my point is. It's too bad that, you know, those individuals that are really struggling to pay their rent and they're, and, I mean, they're in line at food banks. We shouldn't yeah. have people in line at food banks. Why, pro- is, there's now, so much food. There's no food Why shortage. Yeah, there's no food <laughs> shortage. There's nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the... It, it, and, go ahead. No, I just I just don't see the point in why we have to. I think this country is very dramatic. They they do everything for uh, uh, the press release. Whatever is going to be going to get clicks, and uh, it's disgusting. And that's part of it too, man. The media, you you know this. The media is killing this country. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm reading Hate Inc. right now by Matt Taibbi <laughs> about the about the fucking media, um, but. When, when it comes to treating your, 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 your people, the most corrupt thing that you can think of right now is, is the health care thing. Because they, they tell you, oh, you can't afford to have free health care. We can't give people something free. But meanwhile, it would literally, it's cheaper 
than what we have now to give everybody free health care. It would be cheaper. And they even, the Koch brothers, sponsored their own, you know, uh, to try to disprove free uh, health care. They sponsored their own uh, people to go look at it and, and investigate this. And they said, oh, they concluded that over 10 years it would save over $2 trillion having free health care for everybody. And the Koch brothers immediately started uh, denouncing their own sponsored uh, investigation that they did because that's not what they wanted to hear. They wanted to disprove it, that it would cost more. And, they, and their own people came back and said, no, actually, it's true. Health care for all would literally, Medicare for all would literally be $650 billion a year less to have than the current fucking system that Obamacare, that corrupt bullshit that's just basically a money grab for the health health insurance companies so the upside is that the the uh the medical industry is getting rich and that's why they and they're the donors and they're the ones that are buying the fucking the, the people that won't give you free medicare because if you do that i mean actually it wouldn't really change anything because you would still be going to those health care providers it would just be paid for different they were literally. I think that somebody put out a, 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 a some report. I read that it would change their 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 bottom line would would go down ten percent. But what they would save in administration costs and all these other costs would actually more than make up for that ten percent that they would lose. So in all ways, this would be better for the American people. But they're not going to do it because they're literally just paying off their fucking elites and themselves. That's how much they care about the American people. And during a pandemic, motherfucker, they took away their jobs and then said they, they wouldn't even give them basic health care. And don't forget, we're spending $100 million a day on uh, the border crisis right now, too, putting immigrants in... Uh, they're not cages anymore, Miha. Be careful. So, Did you notice they're not cages anymore? They're det- detention facilities. Yeah, yeah, well, that, yeah, that's right, because we're in the Biden administration. Because we're in the Biden administration now. But, um, so... Going back to the media, did you see that little link that I sent you, Glenn Greenwald, the, the mighty populist Glenn Greenwald, gangster CNN, CNN reporter? Um, you see his little video that he put out with all the uh, headlines from all the media talking about uh, Sicknick, the uh, the officer that supposedly died from getting hit by a fire extinguisher on January 6th? No. Uh, that, that truth bomb came out. He died of a stroke. A couple days later, he even texted his brother, everything's fine, I'm good, it, nothing ever happened, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, the media held it out, they tried to spin it. That lie came out, the, the, uh, the doctor came out and said no, there was no evidence of any trauma or anything, he just died of a normal stroke. Kind of like those COVID deaths for a while. So, so, so that's coming out, but not only that. Everything's starting to come out with regard to that day, with regard to, uh, you know me, I'm still on that, you know, that populist Trumpism. You, you got to get Hate Inc., Miha. You got to go to your store. You got to go on Amazon. You got to order the book Hate Inc., like Hank Inc., Hate Incorporated by Matt Taibbi. This shit is all, right up your alley. It shows how, the, how, 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 you know, Trump came to power because of the media, um, how they, how the media tried to, you know, and he hates Trump. This dude's not a Trump fan by any means, but he shows. Is it HateInc.com? Hate Inc. is the name of the book. It's a book. Oh, it's a book. It's a book. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic little read, dude. It, 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 it's, it's, you ever heard of uh, Manufacturing Consent by uh, Noam Chomsky? 
I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. It's like a modern version of that, and it's basically Noam Chomsky is the OG that all, all reporters and people, journalists that you know refer to because he, he's the guy who was you know he was I think he was. Um, he had the he he was like a lawyer or something for some some fucking KKK people and he defended their right to free speech and shit like that back in the day, and he also talked about journalism and media and he broke down how the media lies to you and how they're in cahoots with the CIA and shit like that and they spin all these stories and they're just basically creating a divide with people and it's basically like rooting for sports teams now. I'm almost done with Hate Inc. right now. I'm going to get that Noam Chomsky book. I was just uh, manu- you, You've heard of the term manufacturing consent? This is basically what yeah, the media does. They ba- manufacture consent. Well, this guy's saying, Matt Taibbi, he's like, yeah, they manufacture consent, but it's more like they're manufacturing dissent, basically, now. They're manufacturing hate amongst people now. That's right. basically what, yeah. they, they, what they, they market hate. They market things hey. specifically to people to get them to hate the other side, and that takes hey, away from, uh, and that takes away mm-hmm. from people, uh, you know, real issues like we were just talking about. They don't have to. Uh, they don't. They don't cover these issues that we're talking about in any kind of depth. More, it's more about, hey, did you see what Donald Trump did? Hey, did you see that? You know, uh, uh, they just gassed Syria and. Um, we have to go in there and create war. Well, they're taking tragedies and spinning it to to make people sympathetic towards the side that they want you to Not only, they're completely making shit up. Did you see that shit about Syria? That came out? That Biden, the actual Biden administration put out? They just admitted, the CIA admitted that they bullshitted the Syria gas attack. Did you know that? Where's that at? No. I, oh my God, Miha, you you you, you are slipping, you, falling. You can't you, get up. You, Yo, you're slipping. You you're falling. You, you got to get up. You told, you told me about this a while ago, but I it just came out like last week or something. Every, everybody's been talking about it. Yo, go on, well, go go on, Jimmy Dore, um, yeah. uh, Jimmy Dore, Syria gas attack. You'll find it. It's everywhere. I'm surprised your dude, uh, Steve Bannon, hasn't been talking about it. They basically what because. Everybody was saying this couldn't this couldn't fucking happen, but the whole world jumped down the, the Syria, you know, gassed people. It, it didn't happen, and then and then we were just also they just put out the fact that the uh, what was it that we were talking about yesterday um, that they lied about too. What came out yesterday that we were talking about with the fucking uh, with the uh, the bounties, the Russian bounties. Oh yeah, that was a lie. All bullshit. That was a lie. All this shit. Uh, all, all of it. See, we knew this. You're I, talking about stuff. I, I, no. We told you, man, we told everybody this garbage early on. You, you want the kicker? You want the kicker? Joe Biden just decided to keep on board Trump's yeah. Russian advisor. <laughs> if all that Russiagate was true, how could you keep on Trump's Russian advisor if he was, if, if Trump was a fucking Putin puppet? All that Russiagate shit's falling off the fucking wagon. He gets but, into all that shit but, too. But this is, but this is all a is 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 is, is stuff that's coming out to start to to attack mainstream media because people, a lot of people know this stuff already. They already are on board with the whole Russian hoax and all that. They they know they're getting their this. scoop from the CIA. That's what they're doing. That's what they did with the Syria gas attacks. They got that from the uh, from the CIA. And the bounties, and the Russian bounties on on U.S. soldiers. They got that from the CIA. And their sources to confirm that are CIA members. That's what they do. FBI and CIA are compromised. They are the most 
Why do you think JFK wanted to shut them down? No, they're they're they are not on the up and up. These guys are just they're out. They're they're, they're a political. Um, they they choose political sides. They're on one side or the other, and um, they get paid on international conflict. That's why. Did you know that uh, uh, that um, uh, fucking Donald Trump was hell bent on getting out in December out of Afghanistan, and they fucking sabotaged him and absolutely wouldn't let him get out. Or we would have been well, out in he, December. They, they told them. They, they told them that yes, all the troops are coming out, and they held back like five thousand troops without even saying anything to them. They wouldn't let him get out. <laughs> and you think you know? And and they've you know the the date was set for May, which now they're going back on. They're pushed to September 11th, and now you know Biden's come out and said <laughs> for sure we're getting out in September. That ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. We ain't getting out. No. I don't know about anything like that. I mean, I know about September 11th, but it, it's just all, it's ridiculous, man. It's just, it's complete, um, disgusting uh, politics going on right now with all that. We're never going to know the bottom of it. I know about the Russian hoax, so though. Everyone knows about yeah. that. It was just all garbage, man. I mean, we, we knew that well, was, and you know, when I was saying it, people thought I was like some kind of white supremacist or something that's what they that's exactly what they want that's exactly if you have an op, opi, uh, opposite opinion then that's what they do they gotta use land. they gotta literally you know uh, 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 Hillary Clinton was in bed with the Ukraine what was she doing calling everybody else fucking Russian plants calling Trump a Russian Putin puppet meanwhile she was the fucking puppet the best thing you can do the CIA, one of the big CIA talking points is accuse other people of doing what the fuck you're doing. And that's what they've done. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, look, look at uh, what's happening with uh, Antifa and BLM right now. The same, the same thing is going on. With, with, with regard to what happened on January 6th, and, and um, what about Maxine, the vaccine waters? Remember, she was claiming that Trump was inciting violence when, in fact, that's exactly what she's been doing this her whole term <laughs> yeah. in Congress. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm telling um, you. And she's continuing to do that. So she, yeah, she's on know, some. She's on her Malcolm X type, like dollar dollar general Malcolm X shit. Yeah, she belongs in cuffs. It's, it's, uh, but it just know, it she, all goes she, around to to what you were saying earlier when you when you watched that that video I sent you is how fucking shitty they treat their fuck uh, how our government treats us meanwhile there's no money there they they have court session congress session after congress session after congress session and argue back and forth about giving us a twelve hundred dollar fucking check but every time it comes to to you know like they just added 20 billion dollars to the 740 billion dollar defense budget there's no talk there's no discussion it's just an automatic thing but when it comes to doing something for their own people they can't fucking do it. There's no money. There's all this. Um, they're, now they're talking about getting, now that you're seeing the war propaganda pop up, now that Biden said we're out in September, they're starting their, with their bullshit. Oh, as soon as we leave, the U.S. is going to be attacked by, by terrorists. As soon as we leave, uh, the women, uh, the, the women's rights is going to decline, and these women are going to be, meanwhile, they don't give a fuck about their own fucking women. Because if they gave a fuck about their own women, they would have passed a $15 minimum wage that would have dramatically helped 39% of the women in this fucking country. Meanwhile, uh, Saudi Arabia is, is, treats women horribly, and we, we fund them all fucking day. Those are our fucking allies out there. 
What is Israel's doing? All these motherfuckers are doing the. Crazy Jimmy Dorn videos. We're gonna have to cancel your Jimmy Dorn. Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, it's wrong. It's, but this has been going on since the beginning of time, though. We know this. I mean, our our government is absolutely crooked. It's Congress. They want to stay rich, you know, with it, with within, you know, within themselves. And this is what they do. They fund other things to keep themselves in in, in, in power and in in wealth. And they get it, you know. But look, they get kickdowns for that. Everything is kicked down. Yeah, exactly. So you send a, a billion dollars over to Syria or whatever to protect women. You know, like some of this CARES Act stuff. This CARES Act stuff. Only ten percent went to America. Yeah, ninety percent went to everywhere else. Who yeah, kicked, who kicked back millions of dollars to these Congress people? Uh, Gender studies in fucking some foreign country in Afghanistan exactly. or something. Gender uh, studies. Trans- also- no, no, transgender mm-hmm. studies. Yeah, transgender studies in Israel. I think, or, or, or I forgot which one. Meanwhile, they're shorting us six hundred dollars <laughs> on a measly two thousand dollar check. It's disgusting. Well, we knew we knew this stuff was happening. That's why we needed Trump in, in play. That's why we needed Trump in play. No, I don't know. Because he that. was fighting. He's just as corrupt. He's deep, just as corporate, Mia. The deep state. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'll give you that. He definitely was against the deep state. That's for sure. I mean, the the well, CIA. I thought the CIA was going to kill him. I thought the CIA was going to kill him. I'm surprised they haven't or they didn't. But that well, was probably on the board. That was that was probably on the board at some point. I was a little worried. If he would have gotten out of those wars, if he would have pulled out of Afghanistan, he probably wouldn't be here. If he would have gotten us out of Syria, if he would have done anything like that, he wouldn't be here. What what kind of numbers are we looking at? Why why is it so so detrimental to these people in power to pull soldiers out of countries? Industrial complex. They have have, uh, contracts with all these defense weapons uh, team uh, companies. And, and hundreds where, of billions where, of dollars. It's hundreds of billions of and, dollars that makes us every fucking year. I mean, these contractors are making a crazy amount of bombs and weapons and all sorts of shit for the what we're giving to. We're arming the fucking you know Saudi Arabians. We're 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 giving we're giving the Israelis. We're giving to Ukraine. We're giving all these people these weapons. We're armed. We armed the Taliban. We armed all these other fucking uh, all these other fucking people. It's a consistent war machine. It's the war machine that produces fucking money. And who's at the end of that funnel? Who who's, who is to, to be blamed for all this? Who, and getting, imperialism. Who, I mean, is it the Biden? Is the Hunter Bidens of the world? Or, I mean, who are we talking about? Who's getting that? It's been going on for years. Eisenhower's the first to ever talk about, you know, the industrial complex, uh, military-industrial complex. It's been going. They they want us in a constant state of war because it makes them fucking money. That's right. it. And imperialism. We can slowly take over the fucking world. Which we're trying to do. We're trying any place that has any kind of resources that we need, want. That's where we end up taking over. Um, we're not gonna. We're never gonna be in charge of the world. We, we, we're acting like it, but right now China's more in charge of the world than we are. That's for sure. Well, economically, we want to do it. We want to take it over military, militaristically, so we can take shit. Whatever. You know that China has outside of China only has three military bases. We have something like 800. So even if we got out of any of these fucking places, we could get back. We could go. We have a base, you know, within striking distance anywhere. We could literally pull all of our troops out and be there overnight if something actually happened. And that's how silly this country is because that they're looking at uh, 
you know, control over one aspect of control, which is what um, um, uh, military force. Yeah. But the the true the true imperialist is China. Hold on, the true imperialist is China because they're going through economic, they're going through military, they're going through um, uh, cult any kind of cultural uh, access, economic access, um, em employment. I mean, they're coming at so many different levels of, of, uh, of takeover that surpasses anything we're trying to do. And putting a base in a country, that's just one little thing. <laughs> that's just one, that's one aspect of, of, of the takeover. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. It's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. We're, we're, we're getting out, um, out coached, so to speak. Let's go to NBA, NBA terms. We're focused on the we're wrong shit. And we're letting the people we're letting the people who have the invested interest in us staying over in wars and shit. We're letting them fucking tell us that that's where we need to be. We're letting them make the decisions. So you think that uh, uh, China coming up with their own cryptocurrency is is actually going to be a, a good thing? I do. Well, I mean, for them, I mean, I'm it makes sense. I mean, if they if they're going to be having all these, you know, if they're going to be slowly exp expanding their economic power over the world, then yeah, for them, it's going to be fucking massive. When you try I mean, to buy I may things, I want to buy some of those coins. I may, I may want to get in, get in on some of that thing. I don't know. Because, I mean, because that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're that's what they're doing. They're focused on that. <clears throat> they're they're not focused on you know building tanks and shit. Right. Exactly. But here's here's the biggest question, Miha. Here's the biggest question. Could you have had a better showing against Jake Paul than Ben Askren did? I don't even want to answer that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, okay. So how long? What he made it a minute, maybe forty-five seconds. I don't even remember. You you last longer. I, I win. I I win the fight. <laughs> I, I win the fight. I win the fight. What's, what's the problem? Probably probably in less than a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? Miha, he's blasted you with that right hand, homie. What what the fuck I, you gonna I, do about that right hand? No. I just I walk right through that. I'm, I'm oh, just bigger. Yeah. I'm just bigger. I'm just bigger. No, he's bigger. It's like you and I. It's like you and I. I stand by what I said. I I, I destroy you within three minutes. Aye. Because after three minutes, I'm, I'm I don't have anything left. Oh my God. So so you got one round in you against Jake Paul, and you're gonna win it in one round. I I can't. I'm not gonna be sitting here repeating myself. Oh. It's the same answer I gave before. So what was your take on the fight? You watched the fight? Yeah, I watched the fight. I watched both fights. I told you what I had going on. I had UFC on the big screen. I had the Jake Paul on the laptop. You also I had, had Kelvin Gaston. on the iPhone. Um, what did I gather from it? Um, wow, God, Lee. Did, did uh, Askren even take the fight seriously? I mean, look <laughs> at him, dude. He looked like a, he looked like a pear, man. <laughs> He was a broke man's Puente. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. Hey, look, it was he pretty was sad. I mean, it looked like he just woke up out of bed and he said, all right, let's get this over. Threw the chanclas on and went, and went over there, man. You heard what he said after. He was like, yeah, I don't care. I got a million dollars now. And Half a mil. He got he got five hundo. Oh, really? Five hundo. Yeah, that's what that was his payout. So, Jake Paul so got 650. To, to embarrass himself. Huh? I, I take it. I mean, he's... 
he's 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 already rich. I mean, he has tons of Litecoin. I mean, he has t- that guy's so invested in Litecoin. Yeah, he's heavy into into crypto. He's been on that crypto shit for a long time. Yeah. I should have listened to Ben Askren a long time ago. All right, you, you got me. Oh wait, uh, I, I want I want something on wax here. Kamaru Usman versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Who you got? Wait, um, before I give that, what's can, can we go through the, the whole main card? You want you want to give your picks for the whole card? The whole card, the whole main card, man. Uh, well, all right. What, what, UFC, what is it? You, UFC what? Two sixty one. I guarantee, fucking t, you haven't heard of. Uh, ninety percent of these people. I guarantee fucking tea. I guarantee fucking tea. That is brutal, bro. That is brutal. Okay, Ariane Carnalosi versus Na Liang. Who wins that? Tell me a little bit about Na Liang. <laughs> I don't like the, I don't watch female Okay, how about Dana Batagarial? Can you tell me anything about him? Uh, okay, wait a Tristan Connolly, Pat Sabatini. Are you giving me any Dwight Grant? Are we get, get, anything? Re- Zhu Yurong? Zhu Rong? Uh, are any of these names ringing a bell? I'm pulling it up right now. I need to look at the faces, man. <laughs> faces. I'll tell you right now, half of these motherfuckers are making their debut, so they're, you, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna get much on the faces. Uh, okay. Well, I'm still gonna make my picks. Okay. Uh, give me the two top fights: uh, the um, main event and the uh, co-main event. Well, I'm going to give you the first three because they're all title fights. There's three title fights. So, okay. Kamaru Usman, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, okay, I have, uh, I have Jorge in three rounds. Three rounds. Okay. So, you think he's going to be able to stay on his feet a little more? I, I do. Um, I think he's going to be a lot more focused. And, dude, he had a week to get ready for the last one. This, this is... He's, he's ready right here. This is going to be the fight. This is going to be the best fight of the year. I, I, uh, you, gonna I'm not even going to tell you what I was just saying about this. If we could get a trilogy, I was comparing it to other trilogies. Um, I'll let you just listen to that shit. Whaley Zhang versus Rose Namajunas. Rosie. Rosie the populace. Let's go. Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Uh, Valentina. Easy. 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 Chris Weidman versus Uriah Hall. Oh. Man. They fought before 10 years ago. Chris yeah, Weidman won means, via TKO yeah. round one. Who'd you pick? Did it's you... going to be a stand-up fight. It's going to be a stand-up fight. Um, damn, man. I hate to do this. I'm going to have to say Uriah Hall. And I got Uriah Hall, too. Anthony Smith or Jimmy Crute? I know you haven't seen Jimmy Crute. I have seen Jimmy Crute. You've seen, seen Jimmy Crute? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. He's, he's active. He's, he's, he, he fights. Yes, he <laughs> yeah, he fights. He's a fighter. No, but he's in there. I mean, he's not like Anthony Smith. I haven't seen him in forever. He actually. just fought. When's the last time Anthony? When? Uh, a couple months ago, he fought Devin Clark. He ch- choked him out with a triangle in the first round uh, back in November, right after <clears throat> Thanksgiving. Okay, well. Um... And Jimmy Crute fought in October. So he's fought more he recently than Jimmy Crute did. He has heavy hands, if I remember. He, yeah, he 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 does. He has a big right hand, but he's he's better on the ground, wrestling, grappling type, ground and pound. Man, this is a tough fight to pick because Anthony, you know, when Anthony Smith is on his game, he looks unbeatable sometimes. You know, like. And then other really times he don't, and other times he can't even finish a home invader. Right. Um, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the new guy. No, you, you piggybacking off of the picks, huh, Mija? How do I, how do I piggyback? You piggybacking off of the motherfucking picks. The that? only one we have mm-hmm. different is Wei Li Zhang. I think Wei Li Zhang is gonna beat Rose Nama Yunus. Um, she's a beast, but no, I got, I, I stick with, I, I'm loyal to the populace. Yeah. Don't mean that your loyalty is gonna equal a fucking win. Well, we're, hope, we're, we're hoping that it pulls it off. We're hoping that it pulls it off. You got anything else? No, hey, go, go ahead. Hey, don't, hey, don't forget, Rose is a beast, man. She is a beast. She is a beast, but she has trouble keeping, keeping. You know, I mean, go look at that last Andrade fight. She, she's getting beat the fuck up in that third round, Mija. Beat the fuck up. If that had gone, if that had been a, a five round fight, Rose four, uh, round four would have been uh, real tough for Rose. Yeah, well, I'll take Rose, and uh, that'll give me a 5-0 night for, for the evening. Who'd you pick on the main event? Jorge. Really? TKO I mean, round two. That's piggybacking right there. No, yeah, I put I put this shit on wax before you even on here. Two weeks ago, you told me it was mine. Two weeks ago. I have it on text, man. I just put it on wax. Jorge, round two. I, I understand that, but you piggybacked because I've been calling... Uh, for a while now. I, I had hey, no idea uh, who you were going to pick. Hey, listen, I guess for this, the next time you give me a call, I I, I really got to catch up on my Jimmy Dore because it's obvious that you're just freaking bumping your gums off everything that Jimmy says. Jimmy so D's? It's I'll, G- I'll, I'll, give you my, I'll give you my lineup. It's Jimmy D's. There's a lot of Glenn Greenwald in there, too. I, I, I'm watching a lot of uh, Greenwald and, and The Rising. Oh, and Secular Talk. I, I watch uh, Kalinsky a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. Those are the I'm, three. I'm, I'm not up on all that stuff right now. What we're you definitely got to get up on Jimmy D's. You definitely got to get up on I the will, Jimmy D's. I will, but just to let you know, right now we're still focused on January third or sixth. We're still focused on November third. We're still focused on right now all the uh, lawsuits that are going down in Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Arizona regarding the election. We're still we're, we're still focused on what's happening in 2022. Getting these seats filled with uh, grassroots um, Americans, mega type in in seats across the country. You, you just you just hitting and propaganda, right, fucking right talking now, points. Right you an apologist. What, right now we're focused on what Florida's doing. DeSantis, these new laws, these anti-riot laws, which are incredible. If you're driving through a riot, you have immunity. If you're driving through a riot, you have immunity. Hey man, if you're gonna if you guys are if you're gonna be stupid enough to step in front of a fucking vehicle, and if I'm in my car and if I'm in my car and I got the quadruple champ and, and, and my soon to be daughter in my car and motherfuckers start pounding on my fucking trying to pull me out the ride, I'm running them over. And why is it that only Florida's doing that? Florida's the first state to do that. Okay, not only that, um, they now have immunity if you uh, if you uh, you are able to draw your weapon. As well, in a in a riot to protect yourself, you have immunity for that. You cannot be charged like they do in Missouri. Those two, um, I forgot the the Krinskys or whatever their last name, McCloskeys, the McCloskeys, when they pulled out their weapons in a private community, private property, because BLM was marching through their streets. Oh, was that that was that that dweeby ass dusty old fool and and his wife? Hey, dusty or not, Uh, was that them though? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, wh- wh- who had a problem Charging with that? The They're on their own property. Protecting their property. Yeah. Um, 
Florida's kicking ass with regards to policy right now and legislature. Well, why don't you move there then, Miha? If you love Florida so goddamn much. Hey, who said I love Florida? I, I like, you, I like you, you, you swinging on their motherfucking Florida nuts right now. I've lived in Florida. I know all about Florida. I lived in Jacksonville, Miha. Five years. What year? Late when? 80s. Very early 90s. <laughs> Very <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> I was like five. I was like I was literally like five years old. Chasing you, you're running away from alligators now. We did have alligators because we lived on a lake. We did, and there would be fucking hurricanes in the middle of the fucking day out of nowhere. Hey, and I know you gotta go, but don't close your eyes on this Chauvin trial either. The verdict should be coming out any minute. Literally. And uh, this vaccine waters, vaccine waters, uh, she has to go. All right, is that that it? That, that that's what Ex- you got? Execution by firing squad would be good you're, for me. You're, but, you're, yeah. you're fucking talking crazy. The people, the All people right. know yeah. I, I'm not responsible for this man's fucking vitriol. <laughs> I do not cosign. Say my name before you leave. Say my name one more time. Say say it. Say say it with me. Dapper. Uh, what is it? Hold on. The Dapper Doji. Uh... Dapper Doji uh, Don. Uh, I gave I don't, you that name. Yeah, I gave you that name. I called. Uh, you, you Diaper Dandy Doji Don. Diaper Dandy <laughs> Doji Don, Miha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All we'll right. see. That, that's fine. But we still see you as the dude that walks alongside the tracks at Crouch Street, Miha. Uh, you won't be when we when we fucking Doji to the moon. Hey, oh, one last thing. I still might be, uh, I'm still thinking of Temecula next week, so keep that in mind. All right, well, I don't think you can see the fights there, so we ain't, I ain't missing the fucking fights, Miha. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll call you later on. All right, man. All right. Oh, there you got it. There you got it. Fucking all sorts of shit. All sorts of shit. We're hitting that hour and 40 mark, it looks like, again. These uh been some marathon uh whiskey sick podcasts we've been kicking. Uh, a lot of shit going down. Uh, yeah, get on. I mean, you hear me talking about Jimmy Dore. I'm a huge Jimmy Dore uh Jimmy Dore fan. Lots of fucking good good info from from Jimmy Dore. If you go, you're on YouTube, check out Jimmy Dore if you at all interested in how uh you're getting fucked over by your government. Uh this isn't like anarchy fucking takeover, you know, revolution shit, none of, none of that. It's just hey, this is the truth of what's happening and we're allowing it to happen. That kind of shit. Hate Inc. if you motherfuckers need uh, can read. I don't know how much of uh uh the whiskey po- uh sick podcast listeners are literate, but you could try to read uh Hate Inc by Matt Taibbi. Great read if you're interested in how uh uh the the media is just completely corrupted and and Basically, uh, their main agenda is to deceive you and pitch you against each other, your neighbors, your family, your own family, and to lie to you and to push their own agenda so, so they, can, can, they can keep supporting those that are stealing from you and therefore getting paid by the people that are stealing from you. Uh, they'll never tell you the fucking truth of any of this shit. That's why you go on CNN and MSNBC. They're all for all these wars. They don't have people on who, who speak out against these wars. Uh, when they have these topics come up about Russiagate and all that, they don't have anybody on there to talk that uh, uh, represents the opposite view. They only have a, a panel of four or five people that are all warmongers telling you why we need to be at war and why Joe Biden getting out of the war would, would, would lead to a terrorist attack immediately and all these doomsday bullshits. Uh, so check all that shit out. 
pot whiskey sick podcast. What are we on? Episode 131. I'm fucking I'm, I'm fucking done, homies. I'm done. Uh, it's 4:20. I didn't even realize that shit. Your homie's about to go get blazed up, Willie, uh, for the quadruple champ. You heard Bautista, um, the diaper dandy Doji Dawn is out until next week, motherfuckers. Whiskey Sick Podcast, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, and I'm out, motherfuckers. I walk through the valley of the shadow of my life I walks through the alley back in Cali where the night's bright Stuck with a 9-5, fuck when the time's right Homie, get your limelight, go and get your five mics Spit infectious to them, better left in ruins Better check the fluids, losing vital signs Who's to pull the plug and get the moving cruising mood Is that not choosing music we gon' ride to? You and I knew They that be kept strolling by, shaking bass for bucking rhymes Playing safe across the line and never be the same again Shame I think what could've been, days I wasted could've spent Raising stakes that could've been when placed into my chest My destiny was fucking fake, with grace some fucking bitches dimed out Quarter tank of gas and a dollar needs a fucking change Overstep what's understood, nothing stays the fucking same No way never going back, so we sever closing past wounds Bumping cash rules, everything I'm not about Take the bets, I walk it out now, showing out how do you think I got this far Embrace the day, watch tomorrow, leave with not a fucking word Must have seen me, got the nerve to live like I don't see another Dreams, my mother got her turn to see me under lights And wonder why it took me so long To believe in me like she did, wanna be then be it I float the stream like Phoenix, you don't believe on be shit Looking through the rear view, I can see the real you Scared but you gon' rise someday If you think that I won't look you in eyes Don't blinker, don't you look away Looking through the rear view, I can see the real you Scared but you gon' fly someday The shadow of my life I walks through the gallows in the shallow where my mind lies Truth is I might rise, too sick I might die Baby on my night life, save me I'ma try my eyes I went all in, dozen lungs I crawl in Out the back we fall in with the top rope back Thumbs go clack, tatter at the show Snap back at not so fast, I had five slow back that it seems as if B-Rabbit is gonna choke But he had tricks up sleeves that hit the time he's gonna blow Funny these money trees I'm underneath I always autumn often not a dollar on I'm falling down all around There's nothing something's gotta get And that's just how I feel Like that's a bitch but likes the hoe That fucks you every chance she gets Luck to she's the last to bed I have a breath that's like this left The passage yet to creep up on you While you sit at the light Flash the bright to last tonight Your shit's about to go down You bitch I bet there's no round The bush to beat there's no sound The push you need to know now Is the time you waited all your life It's all on sight just wake up For the sake of God they made Love the way you lie, but they trust. Today you die, you'll stay up above their head, so they duck. What you say, I say fuck. All the times I never tried, not the ones I failed. All the times I fell in line, not the ones I bailed. As I walk through the valley, I don't. As I walk through the valley, I don't. As I walk through the valley, I don't give a fuck. I ain't giving up, I ain't giving up, I don't give a fuck. As I walk through the valley, not the shadows left. As I walk through the valley, not the shadows left. As I walk through the valley, not the shadows left to steal my shine, steal my rhymes, my guiding light. I'm walking. Through and stride tonight to the rear view I can see the real you Scared but you gon' rise someday If you think that I won't Look you in the eyes Don't blink or don't you look away Looking through the rear view I can see the real you Scared but you gon' fly someday If you think that I won't Look you in the eyes Don't blink or don't you look away